take two. <laughs> I know. Uh, you may be wondering why I have my parka on. And Jacqueline, could you tell the masses why? She is getting ready for this cold weather that they're having in Montreal. Although I'm happy because at least we'll get to see a little bit of snow. Me too. I am so excited. Snow showers. So I don't think it should be like an excessive amount of snow, but at least we get to see a little bit of like white flakes falling. I know. That's my the most exciting part. Like I'm really hoping that there still be some snow on the ground and we even may see some falling, like you said. And then um, I'm excited to maybe take some really pretty pictures by the snow and all that. I'm just so excited. Anyway, so yeah, I've been preparing my body mentally and physically for the snow. So I've been uh, prepping in my, in my parka. Um, yeah, but it is. You're ready. I'm ready. It is so warm in that damn thing. I swear. I was saying last night that I probably could just wear nothing under it and be cool. <laughs> then you get hot and you'd be like, uh. I'd be like, then I'd be fucked. Yeah. Screwed. I know. But man, we are so excited for Canada next week. Excited, 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 ready to go. Um, you know, I haven't even, I haven't even started packing, but I, I don't care. I'm ready. Me neither. I, I have started like a little bit of a list, but I, I plan to work on that more this weekend. So um. yeah, same. I need to do a lot of laundry and uh, really kind of get my life to <laughs> kitty, kitty, kitty. The second time that we started, he did the same thing. Literally, as soon as we start filming, he's like, hey, everybody, here I am. Oh, he doesn't like being picked up. <laughs> Didn't like that. Didn't like that one bit. No, like yeah. Being on camera. <laughs> Let's see here. The Rev. The Rev has joined us and he says layers and poutine is all you need. Hell yes. Poutine. Ready for some poutine. Oh, I actually, I think I forgot to tell you this, but super quick. Uh, I, when I played in my ladies golf scramble on Sunday of last week, um, one of the girls who was in my golf class, but we never, we just never like um, matched up or talked during the class. Um but there was a smaller group at the, at the scramble. And so we stayed after and had a drink and started talking. And she said that she was from Canada and I'm like, where are you from? And she's like, Quebec. And I'm like, where at in Quebec? And so she's from like right outside of Montreal. And so obviously I told her that I was going. And so I was like, you need to tell me, you know, a few things to do. And she was like, basically like you need to see old Montreal, which is what everyone told me. And she's like, right. you just you need to eat some poutine. And she was like, you don't have to go to like whatever the most famous places. See, here he is. She was like, just go anywhere. It's all good. And you won't have to wait two hours. Um, so that's basically what she said. Um, Perfect. Yes. That's easy enough. We can handle that. That's I'm so excited. I'm ready to go. Um, but obviously we have a few things to handle between now and then, including this podcast. And uh, yeah, we plan on going to, yeah, we plan on definitely going to the Basilica for sure. Yeah. Cause it's supposed to be like a replica of Notre Dame. It's, I looked at some pictures the other day cause I was telling my class about it actually. And um, I was like, yeah, there's a few places that we really definitely hundred percent want to see. And I was like, and this is one of them. And I pulled it up and I showed them and they were like, oh, wow. Like their eyes were so big and they were just freaking out at it. I was like, uh, yeah, this is like some old world shit, baby. So, yeah, I'm very excited. Ready to go. Okay, so before Canada, we do have one more game tomorrow, uh, mm -hmm. which is on the road against South Dakota. 
And I did look and they tweeted it is going to be on ESPN plus. So all good. Okay, good. Um, Rev says La Ben, ben Quise. Is that a Ben Quise? Is good for poutine, great for poutine. That's one of the places I saw that added on my list so far, but I, I think it might be one of the ones that's really popular. So I mean, well, if it's got a long line, we'll go somewhere else. Sounds good. I'm sure there's probably poutine on every darn corner. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, that this game to talk about. I know. So anyway, we're uh, like Jacqueline said, we have one more game, obviously before. Um, before the Canada trip begins, and that's on um, on Saturday tomorrow versus South Dakota State, which is our the second portion of the home and home that was scheduled. We played them last year here in Nacogdoches, and now we're going to South Dakota to play them there. And it is noted that yes, even though their jerseys sometimes say Jacks on it, they are not the Jacks; they are the Jack Rabbits. We are the Jacks. Get it right. It's very annoying. I don't think they should be allowed, but whatever. I agree. I, I agree wholeheartedly. I think it should be banned, honestly, for, for real. Um, okay, you know what? At the top of the show, i got to say this now or I'll forget. And I need, I need to message him um, on Twitter. But George, you know, had messaged us saying that he was working with ESPN trying to edit the name so it wouldn't say SF Austin during a game. And I have to gladly report that when I rewatched this game, even though I should not have because it was just as painful as it was the first time, mm-hmm. it did say Stephen F. Austin. So I think his work might have paid off. Now, is that because like it because it's a home game or and like we have more control over that or you know what I mean? Like maybe we'll see whenever we play South Dakota tomorrow what ha- what you know. Yeah, I would have to go back and look, but I feel like I've seen it on a home game, but maybe not. I don't know. I'm not sure either. Yeah. We'll definitely see what happens tomorrow for the game and see what we're listed as for sure. Well, we will have to take a look. And if it's, if it's Stephen F. Austin, then excellent job, George. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah. Okay. Here's the history and background on Alcorn state. So uh, Alex and I talked about this a few times ago on the podcast, we were scheduled to play them uh, like the 2020 fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ended up getting canceled because of COVID. So we have played them three times going into this game. Our record against them was 3-0. and That quickly changed. Uh, the last time that we played them was in 2005. So it's been a minute. And in 2005, we beat them 75-57. to So almost by 20 points. Um, mm. But <clears throat> last weekend, they beat Wichita State. So they've been on, you know, a little hot streak. Um so a little hot streak. Fuck. All right. Tell us the, the starters and all that. Oh God. I'm just still shaking my fist at this game. Cause it's just made me very angry, but yeah. Okay. So game notes, some general kind of notes and things like that, that we always like to do- talk about before we talk about the stats. So the starters were Derek, Kyle, AKA Matt, uh, Trell, JJP, Jalen Jackson, Posey, and na 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 Batman, na na. So we did lose our big, our our big, the first L of the season, sixty nine to sixty. Um, attendance was right around two thousand one hundred ish people, and they actually did have a giveaway, which were cool camo caps, which Jacqueline was able to snag, get there early enough, and she got in line and she snagged a bunch for everybody. For some for me and my family, and then of course for her and her family. So 
Um, shout out to the, our podcast winner, Richard, um, not Parton, but Richard. <laughs> Rich, I believe his name Boyer. Yes. Yep. Right. Yeah. Richard Boyer. He'll be getting the camo hat and his little swag basket. So um, we will probably have to pay Richard Parton to be on the podcast. And so oh, he wouldn't even do it. And I would have to watch my map. <laughs> yeah. You would not be able to drop any F-bombs. None. No, nothing. I couldn't even probably couldn't even say ass or shit. Nothing. I, I would have to use like fudge and shite. And he's gotten a little more flexible. He's, he, he said dumbass the other day. I won't say in reference to whom, what? but if you know, you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, he, you don't even have to tell me. You don't even have to tell me. I already know what you're talking about. <laughs> but the F bomb is not it. So the F bomb definitely is not it. But anyway, so uh, t- speaking about another guy who we love so much, Sean Kennedy, his stat section, Jacqueline, let's hear it. Or do we? I don't really know if we want to hear these stats, to be fair. You don't want to, but I'll go through them quickly. Anyhow, um, our field goal percentage was 38.9. Our three-point percentage was 22.7. Our free throw percentage was 56.5. Atrocious. Um, We need to go to our synonyms for shitty list for this game. But anyway, uh, points in the paint, we only had 22 points off turnovers 11 second chance points we had nine fast break points we had four uh bench points not bad we had 25 um but again like i don't know whatever uh so all, really total rebounds we had 31 which they out rebounded us by almost 10 because they had 40 um we had 14 offensive boards and 17 defensive boards Okay, we had 25 fouls, which I know sounds like a shit ton, but I will say they had 24. The only reason that it hurt us a lot more is because if you watch the game, basically a third of the team was not suited up. We only had nine dressed out, and we had five on the bench in street clothes because they're injured or whatever, or sick or whatever the you know reasoning is. Um, so we just didn't have as many players to spread those fouls out amongst. Uh, so we had some major foul trouble with those 25 fouls. Uh, we had 20. 20- turnovers but I will say they had 20 so about in the same boat there uh five steals three blocks the game leader the pilgrims pride player of the game was day day 16 points five rebounds and one block um if if I had to choose someone else uh to to also obviously it was day day but um Rotti and Latrell both had really great games they each scored nine had several rebounds, a couple assists, a couple steals, um, and we're shooting really well, pretty well from the three-point line. Um, not great. I agree. I agree. Good one. Yeah, uh, definitely day-day player of the game, well-deserved, 100%. If I had to pick another person, I would probably throw uh, our sweet little baby boy, Juice, in there, AJ. He came in, played a lot of minutes. He played 26 minutes, and he had seven assists. Um, so he yeah. was really spreading the ball around. He had the most assists on the team for that night, actually. I mean, it was basically him and him and JJP with the assists, but he had seven, which was completely blowing everybody else out of the water. Um, yeah, you know, I, have that, I have that on my list for Pizza Street. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Good, good, good. Um, so yeah, I would definitely, if, if Day Day wasn't, if Day Day wasn't the first choice, I would have definitely went with, uh, with old juice there. Cause he did play a hell of a game. He's really, 
he really improved. Um, well, you know, obviously, yeah, we lost the game, but he, in my eyes, he really improved from the first time we saw him play to that that game. He played a lot yeah. more minutes. He was all over the court. He was really doing the best he can to spread the ball around. He hit a nice little three in there as well, um, which again, obviously, yeah, we still lost the game, but but still, like I, I like the improvement. So that that really kind of gave me a little bit of hope for him coming off the bench. So. Anywho, moving, yeah, right along, leading us into feats of strength, Jacqueline, go ahead and kind of go through a couple of yours. Yeah, so I'll, <clears throat> I'll elaborate on that a bit more. I was, I was going to say the exact same thing. I thought AJ played great, the seven assists. That's tremendous. He is obviously going to be a great guard. I can't wait. Um, and, yeah, he played, like you said, he played a lot more minutes than he has. Um, mm-hmm. well, the three that he made was a nice little sidestep three. I loved it. Um, he's doing great. So, very excited for that. Um, Kyle had a – or Matt had a few nice threes. He was two of four in the three-point line. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trell took some really great charges. I know he took at least, like, three. I did not at count. Least. But he had several. Um, and we talked about this in detail, but we – Okay, we're so excited to hopefully see him on the court soon, but we are loving Robbie. His energy is incredible. He's so involved during the game, but he has an energy that's positive. Like, he doesn't get too hyped up to where he's, like, going to get himself in trouble of getting a tech or something. Now, let me knock on wood because he might do the next game. His energy has been very positive and not anything that would get the refs worked up or earn himself a tech like some of our players in the past have, um, and he just cracks me up. I think I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna be great on and off the court. I mean, even on the bench, he's super involved. I should not have knocked on that because now Gabby's barking. Oh no, Gabby! Um, my last little and it. Well, I'll give this one at the end because it, it's kind of a strength and a grievance. So, why don't you start on your strengths, and I will try to contain the barking. Oh yeah, you're good. You're good. So yeah, to piggyback off what Jacqueline just said about Robbie, I that was definitely going to be one of my biggest strengths. Uh, that wasn't on the court specifically, just because his, like she said, his energy on on the sidelines. I mean, the whole time he was leading the charge, getting getting the rest of the bench to to chant defense and to support the team, and he was always there to give a, a you know. A, an advice or a, a piece of word or two to somebody coming off the bench who was frustrated because believe me, we had a lot of frustrated lumberjacks on uh, God, a lot of frustrated lumberjacks on the other night that game. Uh, if it wasn't for bad calls, it was because they were missing shots or things like that. And so Robbie was definitely there to really pick everybody up and really get everybody, you know, trying to keep them focused and on in the right, you know, frame of mind. So definitely Robbie was a strength for me. Um, of course, what I'd said about juice, um, that was one of my big strengths as well. Seeing him on the court playing the, for the 26 minutes or so that he played for was a really big thing for me. I think he just needs more minutes, obviously. Um, another Decent. I'm not going to say it's an amazing game from Nana, but it was a decent game minutes wise from Nana. I mean, he's really literally our only big guy out there. And so he's, he's trying the best he can. He obviously can't have, I'm not going to say he can't have 20 plus point games every night. He most certainly probably can. Um, But he is a, he's working out there as hard as he can. He had six rebounds. 
Um, he had th- he was in there for 31 minutes. Um, he did shoot, try to shoot for another three, didn't make that one. But again, um, he's he's doing the best he can with with what he has. And I have to give him some props and some recognition because he's really working hard down there. And um, I have a feeling he'll he'll get back to that tw- those 20 point games soon. But yeah, it, it, there weren't a lot of strengths. I'm just going to be honest. There weren't a lot of strengths on that court. But I, I will take back off that. We we got to give Nana some credit because right now he's the only post we have. And he's the he only guy. Minutes and he's the only big man and he's barely getting a break. I mean, he is like going to be worn down um, like mentally and physically so quick. So listen, whatever he has to give us each game, um, I will kiss the ground he's walking on. I'm so happy, you know? Seriously, though. I mean, 100% exactly because – he is the guy at the moment. I mean, we have Robbie out. We have Jaleel out. I don't know what the deal with Cade is. I don't know if he's going to even I, – I don't know. So, in reality, literally, he is the only big man out there. And just – the rea- and, again, the reality is is he cannot play 40 minutes without a break. He just can't. He can't. And to – and and most likely, and a lot of times, too, he, he was being double teamed during the Alcorn game. Double teamed and 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 – they were totally picking him apart, and those he—they had a lot of big goo, big dudes, a lot of big dudes that were out rebounding him because he's the only one down there fighting, you know. And and it's just I I, I feel for him, and I really hope that he'll get some help soon. I really do because God bless. I mean, he like I said, he the poor kid is doing the best he can, and and that's really all that we that we can ask of him. To be honest with you, like. I'm not going to get mad at him for for literally playing 31 minutes and and only getting six rebounds. Like I can't I can't get mad at that because the poor kid barely had a chance to sit and get water and get some and get some air, you know. And so uh, it's just it's just rough goings at the moment. And you know, like I said, I'm just going to be honest. Like this is no not. I mean, Coach Keller even admitted it. He was out coached and they were outplayed. He admitted it on the post game. He said it again on another interview and they were, they were. And we just have to just take the fucking knock to the chin and watch film, take it on the chin and go and move on and go on to the next game because we cannot sit here and dwell on it. The sky isn't falling. It's one loss. Okay. Bucket said it first. After the game, he literally, we quoted a bucket said, the sky is not falling. So if you're sitting there having freak out moments at your house because the Lumberjacks lost to Alcorn State, I I get it. I do. But it's not time to freak out yet. We need to get healthy first, and then hopefully we will pick things back up. But it's just hard right now. There wasn't much positive on the court. I mean, other than the few that we mentioned, I don't know if Jacqueline has much, but I, I didn't write down much because there really wasn't much. We got outplayed. We got outmanned. We're, got, we're getting outgunned. You know, we, we literally got our asses handed to us on a silver platter. And there's really nothing else you can say about it. I mean, that's just the facts. Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad you started that out because I was going to kind of give the same disclaimer that you know, there, there's a lot of factors going into this. We did not play our best game. We only had nine players suited up. 
uh, we have a ton of people out injured or sick or what have you. Um, and it, it wasn't a good game, but you know, we were glad that buckets came up to us and said that. And I, I said, you know, I've had to do it before on social media and I will do it again. If someone comes on social that, you know, the sky is falling, we're so terrible. We need a new coach, whatever. I'm going to at you and call you out. So go ahead. I've done it before. I will not hesitate to do it again. If you're sitting at home behind a keyboard, like don't get on here. This this is not constructive. It was not a good game. And we know that. And they know that too. The game's over. Game's let's over, babe. Wipe your hands of it. Go on to the next game. So let's I try. Mean, However upset you are about the loss, I can guarantee you that the guys and the coaches are 10 times more upset about it. And those dudes have probably had to run their ass off and watch hours of film. So take a deep breath. You have not had the worst of it. It'll be fine. It's our third game of the season. We have a third of the third of the team not dressed out. We'll work through it. Mm -hmm. So going forward, let's talk about our uh, hearing of grievances. Oh, Gabby. Yeah, I'm trying to just mute it when I'm not talking because I can't do anything else. Hang with us, guys. Yeah, I know. It's just been a – it'll be a rough goings for a few games until we can get our players back healthy again, until we can get, you know, Robbie out there, until we can get Jalil out there. But, you know, in the moment, they're in boots. So we just have to just wait it out, honestly. Just wait it out. And all of those armchair armchair coaches out there, just give it a rest, man. Just give it a rest. Give it a rest. All right, moving right into our, our airing of grievances. We just kind of started it a little bit, but we're going to continue. With the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. You. Okay. So my first one I was going to say that's kind of a grievance and a feat of strength. So the the grief, I have to tell the grievance part first or it won't make sense. The grievance part is I do hate that we got um, a flagrant one foul. Uh, and this is what I will say after watching it back. So even whenever I watched it the first time, I said, I don't think it was intentional. I think it was clear uh, that, who was it who got it? Now I'm like, no. Oh, uh, oh the technical? Matt. No, Matt got the flagrant. Oh, um, the flagrant, yeah, 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 it was Matt, yeah. I'll go back and explain the technical because I figured out more of it re-watching the game. So we missed that. But um, yeah, so, <clears throat> so Matt went to block our former lumberjack player otis walker was going in definitely going to try to dunk it on a fast break and uh matt aka kyle Heyman, came out of nowhere and tried to block it um and otis did go down really hard and as soon as it happened i said i don't think it wasn't intentional i don't think it was flagrant but as hard as he hit the floor i guarantee you when they review it they're going to call it flagrant there's not right we're not going to not call it i mean he hit the floor hard and yeah so when I rewatched it, it definitely was super clear that he was going directly for the ball. I honestly don't even know how Otis hit the floor that hard because it appeared that his arm just hit Otis's arm. It wasn't even like a body contact. So I really don't know how he fell that hard. Um, but anyways, so I'm very glad. I hate that a flagrant was called, but I knew they were going to call that. Um, I don't think he was intentionally trying to hurt him. I'm very glad that Otis was not hurt, but I'm also very glad that he didn't dunk on us. Yeah. Uh, one, 
We were about maybe a minute into the game, and then I sat there and I remembered, I realized it. I was like, oh, this is the team that he, when he left us, that he went to. And I'm sitting back and I'm like, great. And then the whole time, you know, it's, it, it, the best part about it is, and this is my, and this is my little grievance towards, towards Mr. O, <laughs> Mr. O here. Um, that's what they called him whenever he played at SFA. Played. <laughs> played. Okay. Um, when he played for us, he didn't play barely at all. Maybe, maybe a handful of minutes a game or not at all. Um, I loved how he was acting all big and bad and tough shit the entire game. Um, and he was just absolutely losing his shit when they won. Um, I'm like sitting back just thinking, my God, you guys are acting like you just won the NCAA tournament or something because you're freaking out over there that you just, Ooh, you just beat the lumberjacks. I mean, is that what we are now? I guess maybe, and that's fine. But he was acting like he like literally was the player of the game and he scored a million points. He scored seven points. He had two personal fouls. He had four rebounds. He had zero assist. Um, he turned the ball over twice. He had one steal, no blocks. He was two for two on his rebound. Yeah, four rebounds. He had one three-pointer. He was <clears throat> two for six from the field goal line and two for four from the free throw line. Wow, what a stat line. Like, obviously, I'm not saying ours were any better, but they weren't. But just the way he was acting, he acted like he was freaking like LeBron James out there. Give me a break, buddy. So during the game, through the game, I guess, mm -hmm. I said, why does he shoot better than he did when he shot for us? And Grant said, he's only scored four points. And I'm like, I know he's shooting better now than when he played for us. I don't understand. Yeah, literally four points is better than what he did for us. It, it, that, and that's the sad part. And that's the funny part to me is the fact that he was acting all big and bad. Like he was, you know, Steph Curry out there, Mr. Splash City or Spl whatever the Splash Brothers or whatever the frick they call him. I'm like, give me a break, brother. Like, go sit down. Go go sit down. Get, just stop. Um, other, other few notes that I wrote down during the game, just some things that were just glaringly obvious to me that I – it just on it gives me a, it gives me a headache just like right here between my eyeballs. Um, the passing I, again, I don't know what happened between the 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 game versus Gardner Webb to the game versus Alcorn. I don't I don't know what happened. Like yes, I mentioned that Keller admitted it that they were outcoached and outmanned and outgunned and all of these things, but we also have their their film too. Like, I mean, this is not something new here. Like we were able to, we know what team they are. Like, I, I don't get it. So, I mean, I just, the passing was abysmal, abysmal passing into the lanes, losing balls. I mean, we, how many turnovers did we have again? What was our turnovers? Uh, uh, 21, sorry. 21 turnovers. And, and yeah, they had 20, which obviously isn't any better, but we just, we don't turn the ball over. We don't, we shouldn't be. I don't, I don't, the, but I guess it was just the, the, the egregious turnovers that we have just literally losing balls, like butterfingers, losing balls. I just, the shot clock again, don't tell me we're going to start having shot clock is, issues again. Don't tell me that. I don't want to see that or hear that. I don't. It's a shot clock. This is fundamental basketball here. I don't get that. That was a big issue for me. 
Another issue, back doors. Again, Garth, I, I, this is the only thing I have that I can throw on my desk that isn't going to cause any issues. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, I'm forgetting I'm on mute and I'm talking. Oh, yeah. Okay. That was saying yeah. I got So this is the only thing that's on my desk nearby that isn't if I toss it or throw it around, like I'm not going to hurt anything or break anything. So I, this is what I have to like throw against the, my desk. But like the, uh, the, the, the back doors that were happening as well, just, oh, it's so frustrating. Like you still got to guard the basket, brother. Like, ugh. <sighs> and I knew it when I wrote it down. I don't remember exactly at what point did I write down this note, but I literally wrote down the rebounds have got to be horrendous because we could not rebound anything to save our life. Literally, if our life was on the line and we had to rebound the ball on this play, we would have died because there's just no way. Like our offensive rebound, let me go back and look, 14 oh, to there. They got 25 on the defense and we had 14 on the offense. I mean, oh, I just want to, like it makes my eye twitch. But again, that goes back to it being just not on down there fighting for the ball 99% of the time. And it's just when you have he's the only big guy in the game and and you have on the other team, you had multiple players who were big dudes, tall guys. He's going to get out-rebounded. Yeah, it's just not enough. I, I feel bad. Not enough. Not enough. Uh, is that all yours or you have a few more? Those are the main ones. I'm sure you'll have a couple that I'll, 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 I'll agree with. I, again, it was just a – all in all, it was not a great showing, not a good game. But guess what, people? We have this every season. Every season we're going to have a game that we probably should have won and we're going to want back and that we're going to be pissed about because we should have won the game. I mean, playing against a SWAC team, you got people in our – Got people in our in our same conference who are, are beating you know Big Twelve teams and 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 all these other big teams, and you have us struggling versus a SWAC team. It's just very frustrating um, because we obviously can see that they can do better. I mean, Gardner Webb almost beat fucking North Carolina, and we beat them a couple days prior to this game, and so it's just like the disconnect. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was fairly obvious. It was just not a good day. So, like I said to start with, we had a third of the squad out. Um, doesn't help. Uh, just all across the board, you could tell it just it, shots weren't falling. It just wasn't a good game. I don't know what was off, but something was off. Our free throws sucked terribly. Terribly. You're in the fifty-something percentage for free throws. Like, what are you even doing on the line? I don't know. It was terrible. Oh, bad. They know this. Um, our field goal percentage was terrible, 38.9. Uh, we we were just really struggling blocking out. But like you said, we only have – I mean, it, it's fair. It's a fair point to acknowledge that we only have one actual post player on the floor. And, you know, we got Day-Day playing like he's a post. But I think I'm about to – He's a post and he's not 100% either. He still but, has a shoulder issue. So not only that, what I was going to say is – I think he's only like six three. I mean, he's not. No, he's not super big. I can't remember exactly how tall he is. Hold on, he's no. Six, okay, but like Nana's six ten. I think. Mm-hmm. 
How tall is he? Not on six nine. Okay, so you know we got they were not. Uh, Natanya says they were not in sync with each other at all. They were off individually as a, and as a team. I agree. It, it just wasn't a good, it wasn't a good day for anybody. Um, no, 100%. So we, we got only Nana down there in the lane, so we can't really expect to have a lot of great blocking out because everyone else who's you know Daddy's doing his best. He's he's he on the team he does great he plays a lot bigger than he is but he's still only six five and yeah. these other dudes are four inches taller than him it's just it's just not a good matchup um so we're doing what we can hopefully some of these guys will be back soon um the, like you said the shot clock we had several and i feel like every year at the beginning of the season we have a few games where we struggle with shot clock and it, you know it is it is an instinct issue i think it's just the um the group that's out there lineup that's out there on the floor getting used to playing with each other and kind of gauging where they're out on the shot clock and where they should be on the play or who should have the ball. Um, Cause you know, some, some people, if they have the ball towards the end of the shot clock, they don't want to shoot it. They want to give it to somebody else. Um, not, fair. Everyone, that's not, fair. Yeah. not everyone's a scorer and not everyone should be or has to be. Um, so they just got to get in a good rhythm of knowing when to do that. Um, Note that I noticed whenever I watched the game back, and maybe whoever was filming the game, it was their first one. I don't know, so I'm not I'm not hating on anyone, but it was not good camera work. I was definitely like feeling motion sickness, like when it was the camera on the floor, it was like very bobbly, and then when it was the camera up top, a lot of times they like didn't pan over the other end of the court in time, and so I'm like, well, I'm glad I saw it in person because I wouldn't know what's happening. Um, <laughs> The camera work was off too. Listen, it was just a bad night in William R. Johnson. Um, Everybody was off. Everybody was off. I, oh no. But, um, and then uh, my last note, this isn't a grievance. I'm just explaining because I finally connected a little bit more together watching it. The um, technical with day-day situation. Mm, Yes. Because we were very confused because we missed what happened. We just saw day-day like freaking out and we've never seen day-day lose his cool never never seen day-day that upset in my never like so so egregious would have to happen for day-day to get that worked up so heated the killer was like you gotta sit down for a minute like you're out sit down gotta sit down um and we were like what happened okay so the best i can piece together so day-day number 42 got a double technical so that's why we didn't shoot it all because just canceled out so from what I could tell that happened, and I, I mean, I ran it back like four times to watch. 42 was running down the floor mm-hmm. and like purposely ran square into AJ. Like AJ had to put his arms out to keep him from running over him because uh, 42 is the biggest one on the floor and AJ is probably the smallest one on the floor. Yeah. So first, he he tries to like linebacker bulldoze over AJ and then Day-Day saw that and then he 42 continued running on to try to run into Day-Day too. And so they kind of tussled a little, just like almost ran into each other and kind of like whatever. And then I guess 42 said something and Day-Day said something. And then the ref called the double text. So, yeah. um, and he like bowed up to Day-Day too. So yeah. he, I think Day-Day was already feeling uh, like protective over 42 trying to run and run over AJ and then 42 tried to run over him. And then he was just like, oh, hell no. And then 42 started talking and that was that. Yeah, because like like you said, and Day Day just doesn't get that fired up. Usually, like fired up like against another like player individual, you know, like because of 
trash talk or something or other. And and so I was like, something egregious must have happened because he just doesn't d- doesn't do that. I just you just don't see Day Day get that pissed off. Yeah. He was for you. Oh my God. Fuming yeah. on the bench. I mean, multiple people had to go over and like calm him down, like more than one person. And then even Raw T basically, you know, walked over to him saying, like, bro, calm down. Like, we need you on the floor. Like, calm down. Yeah. I mean, and for Raw T to walk over and have to say something like as loud as he did, he said a few other things, which I will not repeat, but I, again, um, again, that's one of the pros and possibly cons of sitting on the very front row because you can hear and see everything good and bad. You hear it all. Um, all. My last note. And again, this is someone, I mean, this is something that everyone needs to take into consideration. Like I said earlier, we had a lot of people in foul trouble. It's not that we really had that many fouls. We shouldn't have that many people spread them around. Mm -hmm. And the way that we play defense already is very aggressive and we're putting ourselves at risk of getting fouls. And when we only have nine people to put on the floor, mm-hmm. foul out. Um, I, I did hate that some of, so Trell and JJP both fell out and Derek had four. Um, and then Day Day and Matt both had three. A few of the fouls were definitely not fouls, shouldn't have been called, but you get in that situation, that's what happened. Um, Natanya again says, even if they would have hit their free throws, we would have been in the game. After discussing the game with Derek, he agreed, and it was definitely a bad game for them. Yeah, it was just – it was a tough game. And- just a, it was just a wolf game. Yeah. Just eesh, yikes, sheesh. You, and you hate to see it again after them coming off such a really good game versus Gardner-Webb and playing so well versus them and and having a you know really good cohesive team win. And it, it was just – especially with Nana having such a breakout – performance and everything and then us going into this game with really really high I guess hopes and expectations of more of the same and then you know when the game started off just kind of meh to begin with we're like oh boy here we go you know and of course Alcorn State comes in fired up as one is and should be when you come in and play the Lumberjacks at at their home you come in they come in fired up ready to go and they came in swinging and we didn't it's, you know, like we, we just didn't have it together that game and it's going to happen. It's probably going to happen again. Like this is, you know, like it's probably going to happen again. Do we obviously want them to play better and be more cohesive and, and obviously uh, be more of a, of a team and, and, and not, you know, be so, you know, at each other. Sure. Of course. No. Yes. Duh. But it was just a, I just, just an absolute kind of uh, what? What's the term? What's the phrase? Uh, it was a. I can't. I, I can't think of it. Um, it was just a perfect storm. There you go. It was. And it, it's tough to. Yeah. Uh, to notice, um, it's tough when we have that many guys out injured on the bench too, because yeah. Not only does that cut down the amount of bodies that we have just to go on the floor if someone's having a bad game or someone's in foul trouble or whatnot, but um, that takes mm-hmm. them a little too because these guys know that they're having to shoulder more of the burden and they, there's no help coming. They got like one person on the bench who can replace them on the floor and that's it. And if that guy gets in foul trouble, then they're, they're in the hot seat and that puts a lot of pressure on too. So it was an off day. That's what happens sometimes. Uh- 
one point I was looking at the fouls. I was looking at who was left on the bench. And I was like, we literally, I was like, if one more person fouls out, we literally have one more person left on the bench that could come into the game. Yeah. One. Uno. Not ideal. Just, it's, it's just not an ideal scenario. And, you know, of course, buckets. Buckets. I'm so and- glad this. Everyone who whined about the schedule lacking a big time matchup is going to find out over the next few weeks how tough this schedule really is. And we did say it last time. And listen, when I first glanced at the schedule, I was like, oh, okay. On first glance, it seems like we're not playing anybody big because we're not playing Because I said the same thing. Yes. We're playing a Duke. We're not playing a Kansas. We're not playing an, playing an LSU, whatever. Marquee matchup. A lot of these mid majors that we're playing are tough teams. So it doesn't oh. look like it's that hard, but. That game was rough. I'm telling you, South Dakota State's going to bring their A game. That's not going to be an easy win to make on the road. Nope. Like, we got some tough games coming up. And, man, if we don't have more players in this, it's just it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard on the guys. So Yeah, the South Dakota State game is one of the games that I predicted that we probably weren't going to win either. So, again, and that's not me not having any faith in the team. Like, I have every faith in the world that we can easily get it together and win tomorrow. But that's just it, you being realistic that this is just me that's that's me being having the realistic side of my nature and then also having like the high hopes and expectations do i hope we win do i want us to win absolutely do i think we can do it absolutely do i and again the realistic side of my gemini personality i'm like "Mm," knowing what i know of south dakota how well they are and how good of a team they are and how they played us last year we've had trouble with this matchup before so for sure, for sure. Hopefully, this year's better. Um, okay. On the, yeah. on okay. The All right. So, moving through to the one word to describe the entire game analysis. You said this the other night during during the game, and I also said this during the game. What's your one word? So I finally came up with one during the game because y'all know usually I'm like trying to think of it as we're doing the podcast, but I literally said this during the game and everything that I have already explained and I won't rehash all of it, but it, it explains why they felt this way. Watching them on one of the, one of our offensive possessions, I just looked at Alex and I'm like, we're playing frantic. Like they look frantic. And I mean, listen, like I just explained all those reasons to y'all. We only had nine people. We were getting in foul trouble. We weren't sinking. It was an off day. I mean, there was just a lot of factors going into it. And I get it. They were frantic because it was it was just like falling apart at the seams because it just wasn't clicking for us. Agreed. And there was a few times we even mentioned to each other that it just looked like they didn't either A, know what play they were doing or I didn't know which way they were going to go because the person who was trying to set the screen couldn't set the screen. I think it was Derek a few times. He didn't know which way to set the screen or when to set the screen because didn't know which way, you know, whoever was bringing the ball out was going. And they just, again, weren't meshing. And in their defense, uh, Alcorn State was playing very aggressive defense. So I think a lot of times they knew what they were trying to do. They were just getting cut off because, I mean, the defense was playing them tough. And literally this was one of those teams that I I get so irritated. I mean, their defense, it's like you gotta you gotta hate to love them or love to hate them or whatever you wanna say. Um, because they're playing great defense, but at the same time, I'm like, this is why a hand check foul exists because these dudes are like getting so close and t- and I'm like, you gotta give a little bit of space. So I mean they were they were playing up in your face defense. I mean, they were they were pushing off, they were creating space, and none of that was getting called. Yeah, uh, Buckets with another solid truth. SFA fans got to stop comparing us to what other white teams are doing against Pac-12 and Big 12 teams. Good for them, but our team doesn't need that right now. We need to get healthy, and team chemistry needs some building. 
Amen, brother. Uh, Amen. Buckets. Like we said, again, third of the team is out. Half these guys are brand new to our program. So mm-hmm. we've got to work out the kinks. Give them a minute. Take a deep breath. Let's let's not be too negative. That's all I got. I No, I agree. Uh, so my word was, and I had said it earlier in the stream, and I said it during the game, I just said wolf. It was just one of those games like wolf. Kind of doggish, like not the best. You know, kind of smells like dog food, maybe some dog shit. Like it was just woofy. Woof. You know, I, and it, it's going to happen. We're going to have a few stinkers in there, man. We're going to have a few games that we're going to want back. We're going to have a few games that are just not going to go our way. We're going to have a few games where it just gets too closer, too close for comfort. You know, too, just, we're going to have, we're going to have these games. We're going to have the growing pains because of all the things Jacqueline just said. I'm not going to repeat them again. Um, but we're going to have those games. So just like with, with Bucket says, we just got to calm down. The sky isn't falling. We need to realize that the schedule actually truly is hard as hell. And we have to make sure that we are there to support them and make sure that we are not hindering rather than helping, you know, do your due diligence. Make sure that if you're going to sit there and be an armchair coach, you actually know what you're talking about. Um, don't be Johnny Box Score, which Buckets called them Johnny Box Score, where you just open your ESPN app and flip to the SFA game and be like, and just look at the box score and be like, oh, what the fuck are we doing? Like, you need to calm down. All right. If you're not there or not watching the game in person or on ESPN Plus or whatever stream it is, you just need to take a step back and not be such dicks about it. Okay. Like they hear it enough. They hear it enough from the coaches. Trust me. They heard it in practice. I promise you that. Like we only say our analysis and our viewpoint and our perspective of the game. We're not coaches. We don't know. This is a fan podcast. Right. This is, this is for fun. We're not coaches. We don't know what happens in the locker room, but I can guarantee to you that no matter what we say on this podcast, it is not even close to what they're getting in the locker room. Like we're being nice compared to what they probably heard in that locker room or hell what we heard in the freaking media timeouts during the game. So calm down, just give it a rest. It was a wolf game. It was a frantic game. We're going to want that one back come March. I know it, but it's done. It's over with. We're moving on. We're looking forward to South Dakota, looking forward to them being and going to Canada and experiencing that and having a good time and playing some good teams in Canada um, and hoping to grab a couple wins from that tournament and, and moving forward. And I think we all should do that. And Buckets gave us a little bit of a side note. SFA Volleyball just advanced to the WAC Championship match tomorrow. All right. Good job, they Volleyball. The freaking goat, Debbie Humphreys. I tell you what, man. I tell yeah. you what. She's oh, wild. She is so wild. The I fact that she's been that. here for as long as she's been here and hasn't been, like, snatched away to, like, some – big power five school is shocking to me shocking um yeah so anyway i mean if there's any more fan comments please of course throw on the throw them on there before we before we sign off but in the meantime um oh i just want to say quickly thank you derek's mom for tuning in and oh yes yes we do do appreciate you and hope to see you soon at a game 
I know. Um, and actually, Dad and I were talking about because not Tuesday night's game, but the second game. Uh, Dad and I talked about it after the game, and he was like, Derek just looks like he's still kind of hurting on his ankle. Like, he doesn't he look is. 100%. And he looked a lot – he looked like he felt a lot better on Tuesday night. He he was a lot yeah. closer to um, full capacity, I think. So, fingers crossed. Almost healed up because, I mean, that takes a toll, too. We got guys on the floor that are still fighting injuries. Um, Day-day, freaking Derek. I mean, there's a lot of guys who are just absolutely run down right now. A few that are probably still getting over being sick. Like, I mean, it's just been a wild few weeks for them. So, I think, again, we all just need to give a little bit of grace. (laughs) We don't know what's going on in that locker room. We don't know what's going on in their personal lives. We don't know what's going on 99% of the time. Let's just be honest in our own lives. So we just need to give yeah. right? just a little bit of grace and, oh. and, and understanding. So um, as we go on and close things out, of course, uh, like we said before a few times, we are playing South Dakota State tomorrow night. Um, the game is, I believe, at six o'clock. Am I, am I, yeah, the game's at six o'clock. Jacqueline, you said you looked it up and it will be on ESPN Plus. Yep. Perfect. Wonderful. Well, that makes me happy. Um, so, like, yeah, like we said, we did play the Jackrabbits uh, last year, last season. They came here to play us. We did lose to them last year, um, but we are ready to head to South Dakota, to Brookings, South Dakota, and hopefully get a get it back what do you call it a revenge game a little revenge game all i gotta say is it will be a good uh test for the guys to get ready for montreal because i imagine it's pretty cold in south dakota cold 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 exposure before they get sent off to montreal yeah i will say that the south dakota they did just play Arkansas and they did lose to Arkansas, but so they have had some experience playing uh, some big time games. They did defeat, defeat uh, St. Bonaventure. So they did play the Bonnies and they won 66-62. And then they also played Boise State and won 68-66. So really close games there from two really good teams. So we have that to look forward to as well. Uh, let's see what else about the South Dakota game. Um, they have a lead scorer so far, Matt Detlinger, averaging a team high of 13.3 points per game and 3.6 rebounds per game. Um, they usually have a pretty balanced attack, and they really spread the ball around. Um, so, yeah, really, really, really tough matchup coming up on Saturday night, a.k.a. tomorrow night. And so we really, really, really need – to get this dub in Brookings. Fingers crossed. Let's go, Jax. Hold on. We got another comment. Oh, wait a minute. We're, oh, wait. Where'd they go? There it is. Yeah. Adkins just gave the injured <laughs> emoji. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Say at this point, half our team is battling some kind of injury. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They just might actually be dressed out and still hurting. Exactly. Exactly right. Exactly right. Which is unfortunate, but that's just how the cookie crumbles. And we just honestly have to go with the flow. Like there's nothing other than us just supporting them and giving them a smile and a high five or, you know, a friendly word. Maybe shoot, maybe guys, maybe, maybe shoot them a message on Twitter and be like, Hey guy, Hey, we're rooting for you. Go Jacks, kick some butt tomorrow in South Dakota. Like that doesn't, 
you know, that, that sometimes goes pretty far. A little bit goes a long way. Exactly. A quick little, a quick little Twitter post or a quick little, you know, at them on Twitter might, you know, give them a last second little ooh boost. You never know. Um, but yeah, so always, uh, thank you so much to our sponsors. We like to give a little bit of shout out to the couple places that we, we, uh, frequent a lot and support us. So obviously for donor brewery, love them. Um, always celebrating and supporting our, one of our jobs, our jobs, uh, drink Fredonia beer, drink locally, drink, drink purple lights. Uh, obviously drinking purple lights helps out the SFA athletics department. Um, a portion of proceeds back from every beer sold from that goes back to SFA and SF athletics. So why not drink local? Why not drink for purple lights and why not crush those beers and enjoy it? Um, and celebrate and support the Jacks while you do that. And of course, as always, make sure that you guys join the Purple Lights Fund if you can. It's a great way to support the Lumberjacks and it's a great way to support SFA. And then of course, last but not least, make sure that you get your My Plates. Christmas is coming up. So why not get yourself or someone you love for Christmas on My Plate? Just go to www.myplates.com slash Lumberjacks. You can also get a $50 rebate. Only takes a few minutes to do this. If you have the old white SFA plates or the SFA plate with the red around the around the logo, it's a really simple way or a simple process to get that moved over to the new updated purple plate. Um, you can purchase one year, three year, five year plates from anything from a background only for only $50 to a pretty beautiful personalized plate like the one Jacqueline and I have on our cars. Um, and you can get those again from one year, three year, five year plans and terms. Anytime you order an SFA My Plate, you can easily know and love and realize that you're helping support your athletics teams because literally they get $250 every time you get a five year plate. It's a good chunk of money. Imagine if, you know, a thousand people all got purple plates. I mean, you're making a good dent. You're making making an impact there. And then when you renew that five-year plate, SFA gets nearly $400. So that's, again, just a Stephen F. awesome way to support your Lumberjacks. See what I did there? See, see what I did there? It's an excellent way to support your Lumberjacks, too. All right. So I think that's it. Again, another podcast under an hour. We're killing it. So close, but yeah. Loving it. Loving it, man. So you'll see us again. Hopefully we'll be able to record. Um, well, hopefully, no, we will be able to record after uh, tomorrow night's game, not after the game, but maybe Sunday or so uh, before we leave for Canada and uh, really going to check, uh, keep checking the weather to see how much warm stuff I have to bring. I God bless America. We're definitely checking our luggage. There's no way we can fit all this shit for warm weather in a carry on. There's no, there's no way. Since I'm staying a week, I wasn't even going to consider it. But even for just three days, if more, you know, you have to bring that much warm gear, it's just not going to fit. In a it's just, I'm concerned that my freaking parka is going to be like 99% of what my suitcase is. So I mean, Jesus, because it's a, it's a big one. It's a, it's a parka. It's humongous. But anyway, so Everyone, make sure you're following us on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Um, we are on it all. Follow us. You can always watch these recordings again 
on YouTube or on Twitter or on Facebook Live. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you don't miss any of our recordings or any of our uh, videos or anything that we post on there. And of course, follow us on all of those other platforms, like I mentioned. And uh, man, yeah, definitely follow us on those platforms so that you can see our trip to Canada and live by yeah. Kirsten. <laughs> we'll do a bunch of little live videos and fun stuff. I we cannot will. wait. We I'm will already. be doing all of those things. Yeah, I'm very excited. Woo! Excited. Brr, I'm already I'm already cold thinking about it, but I'm excited about it. I really am. Anyway, so again, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. We love you. And as always, Axe and Jacks. With Alex and Jacks. Bye guys. <laughs> <laughs>